On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and movie DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is Episode 9. Well, let's get things started. Uh, it's been a while since uh, the last episode. I uh, was on vacation for a while and then I got sick and uh, couldn't talk very well. So now uh, we're going to try to get through this without some coughing or sniffling or whatever through the through the show. But uh, let's see. First off, the um, uh, poll question. It's on the web, or was on the web, for Best Picture, which one you thought was uh, going to be it. And it seems that our people who uh, listen and go to the website and things uh, got it wrong. Uh, they thought There Will Be Blood will be the best movie of the year, but it turned out No Country for Old Men, of course, was the uh, Best Picture. But uh, those were a couple of good movies, and uh, that's the way it turned out. And we'll have another poll question. I really haven't had time to even think about it, so I don't have one up there right now. Uh, but we will come up with one. I'm hoping to get another uh, episode out fairly quickly for you and uh, have another interview with somebody. And uh, then I'll be heading out to California Independent Film Festival and uh, going to be out there interviewing some people and uh, just having a good time. And uh, so hopefully before that, um, I'll be coming up with another episode. And I'll tell you about the California Independent Film Festival. Uh, maybe somebody of you will go, and I'll see you there. Um, whatever. But anyways, okay, let's get things going here. Uh, the um, interview, our guest, will be actor-comedian John Biner. Now, John Biner has been around for a long time. He was on Ed Sullivan's show, uh, and he's had his own show on TV, and he's worked with some tremendous actors and, and, and people, uh, as well as himself. He's, he's quite an actor and everything. And um, it's a very interesting interview, and you, I'm sure you want to listen to that because uh, you get an insight of what somebody who has been around for a long time and uh, has, an, has, has had an amazing career and uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to listen to him. So uh, that's coming up a little bit later on, right here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, why don't we head right out now and go to the remake. The remake madness continues right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, as far as remakes, like I said, they're continuing all the time. And it looks like uh, they're in the talks of remaking Rosemary's Baby. Now, Rosemary's Baby was a 1968 classic horror movie which starred Mia Farrow. Uh, it's still in the works, so they're not sure who's going to play what and everything. But uh, that's something that uh, could be coming down the line. And uh, here's another one. Uh, the remake of The Mechanic may be in the works. And now it's about an aging hitman, originally done in 1972, and it starred Charles Bronson. Now, it seems like a lot of Charles Bronson movies are starting to be looked at as possible remakes, and it seems like Sylvester Stallone is the one who's uh, looking at all these, and that's just another one that he's looking at. And uh, The Stepfather, a 1987 thriller, is being remade, starring Cella Ward and Dylan Walsh. And a remake of The Big Chill is in the works, starring Regina King. And also 1981's Taps is heading for remake land. No word on who will be the star. The last time around, if you remember, it starred Timothy Hutton and Tom Cruise. So uh, those were a couple of names that uh, 
went a little bit further, and maybe the next people who remake this will become the new stars of the future. We'll have to wait and see. All right, upcoming movies coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. All right, upcoming movies. Dwayne Johnson. All right, a lot of you don't recognize the name, of course, but it is The Rock. Yeah, that's who he is. And, um, you know, he's been doing a lot of uh, kitty-oriented movies um, and uh, making lots of money with that. And it looks like he's heading to another one. And this time, it's as the Tooth Fairy. And he plays an ordinary man who sets out to save the fairy kingdom. Sounds a lot like a remake of The Santa Claus. Okay, only this time with the Tooth Fairy. But we'll see what happens with that. And a live-action Dragon Ball movie, originally slated for August 15, 2008 release, has been moved by Fox to April 3rd of 2009. All right, so that's coming about uh, a year from now. And look for John Goodman and Joan Cusack to play Isla Fisher's parents in The Confessions of a Shopaholic. Look for a February 2009 release. And let's see, Nicolas Cage and Rose Byrne will star in Knowing. It's about a woman who uh, prophesizes the dates of several major events, and then she buries them in a time capsule. Then Nicolas Cage plays the man who finds the time capsule and tries to track her down. The the release date is uh, set for 2008. And the Coen brothers, their next film, they're fresh off their... Academy Award win with uh, No Country for Old Men and uh, it seems the next film will be Burn After Reading. It'll be on uh, uh, be out in September and it's a dark comedy which includes a cast with a few people who uh, you know uh, you might recognize their names. Uh, some of the people are George Clooney, Brad Pitt, John Malkovich. So that's quite a cast and uh, that's uh, about it for upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, Sequel City. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, here's a rarity in the film world, a sequel. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Uh, looks like there's a bunch of uh, uh, new sequels that are going to be coming your way. Uh, one will be Tron 2. Now, this is a 1982 film that uh, was, you know, I, I don't think it was a monster hit or anything like that, uh, but they, they uh, have waited a long time to make a sequel. Uh, it looks like it's going to hit theaters in 2011. That's the way it looks right now. Uh, Disney and Pixar, they're uh, looking at other sequels also. Uh, of course, uh, National Treasure 3, we talked about that, and Pirates of the Caribbean 4. We've all you know, talked about those in earlier episodes. And now, Cars 2 may be coming your way. It's something to look forward to. And looking for the third Underworld film, Underworld Rise of the Lycans. All right. Where is Kate Beckinsale? Uh, Beckinsale, rather, will not be involved. Another old movie getting a sequel is The Last Starfighter. 
It um, was originally made in 1984. It was a sci-fi adventure. It was a pretty good movie, actually. Um, and it'll uh, blast off with the sequel to the big screen once again. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it this time because you know it, it seemed to have a definite end. Uh, but uh, you know, you never know what, how they'll rearrange this. And let's see, with the success of Bourne Ultimatum, of course, you can look for Matt Damon to return as, uh, you know, Jason Bourne in Bourne 4. That'll be coming your way. And also, on the animation front, look for Hoodwinked 2 to hit theaters in the future. And coming up next, TV on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Okay, you TV lovers, it's... uh, crop of DVDs coming out with some of your favorite shows. Seventh Heaven Season 6 is heading for stores on June 10th. Dynasty Season 3 Volume 1 Strikes Oil or Gold in stores on June 17th. Also on June 17th, look for Sabrina the Teenage Witch Season 4 with Melissa Joan Hart. And then on June 3rd, look for Mannix the First Season starring Mike Connors as Private Eye Joe Mannix. It lasted eight seasons in the late 60s and early 70s. So if you like those uh, Private Eye type movies, uh, uh, TV shows rather, uh, check Mannix out. That's coming up on June 3rd. On on June 10th, look for David Jansen. Um, He's still going to be running and running and running and running as The Fugitive uh, in The Fugitive Season 2, Volume 1. That'll be coming your way on June 10th. And May 20th, look for Gomer Pyle, USMC, the fourth season with Frank Sutton and Jim Neighbors. And that's TV on DVD right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as movies on DVD, let's see. National Treasure 2, The Book of Secrets, hits stores May 20th. And let's see here. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, comes out on April 8th. Alvin and the Chipmunks, which was a big hit this uh, Christmas season. It uh, comes out April 1st. And The Gold Compass comes out on April 29th. And The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, April 29th. And that just about does it for the TV, DVDs, and movies on DVD coming out. And uh, coming up next, we've got our interview with actor-comedian... John Viner, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is Mr. John Viner. Welcome. Hey, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. What was your first uh, job or gig or whatever you want to call it in in the business? Well, you have a lot of first first jobs when you start out because you. I was in the navy and I made guys laugh in the navy and then I, I got out and I got married and real fast had children real fast and needed to supplement my income and and one night my wife was talking about the kids needing something and I put my suit on and went over to a place that I had passed by in the truck that I was driving. <laughs> and uh, it said entertainment uh, Saturday nights, and this happened to be Saturday. So I went over, and uh, as I walked through the door, somebody was getting what they call the two fish together, you know, walking off the stage, a, a comic, obviously. And 
And uh, I walked, I found out who the boss was. I asked around the bar, and they told me. And I went up to him and asked him if I could try out a few minutes. And he said, uh, it couldn't hurt, you know. <laughs> so I did, and, and he hired me to work every Saturday night, which was a great way to supplement my income. And, and, uh, uh, and through that job, I was introduced to my manager of 16 years, uh, and the, it, that way, uh, a roundabout way to tell you is that one of the uh, three musicians in the club, the Oaks Club, which I had tried out for, and guy paid me every Saturday night, um, was looking at the paper between shows, and and he said, "Hey, there's a JFK contest," and I was doing a JFK my act, and uh, and uh, he said, uh, "Vaughn Mead is going to be there, who had just come out with this great album, uh, The First Family," and. Uh, and so I went in. I went into uh, Manhattan, and uh, this fellow that used to take a buck at the door to have classes with people who are interested in the same thing. It happened to be comedy, so we had these comedy classes. They were called so, and that that money would help pay the rent for that room. And that's basically all it was all about. And and they had the JFK contest, and I had uh, this bit where uh, a, a football coach. Uh, 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 doesn't have any luck getting the guys to pay attention to him, so he, he goes home and sort of depressed. He turns on TV, and that's when Kennedy was president. And uh, he sees this man speaking, and he realizes that if he could talk like that to his guys, he, he might get them interested. And that's that was my setup. Setup was longer than the bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, I went in. I won the contest, which was ten bucks car fare, and uh, and I met some people, and uh, one of them happened to be. Uh, the manager I mentioned, and uh, and that was the beginning. And then it was uh, the first time uh, uh, on a, uh, a television show, uh, and that was uh, Merv Griffin's Talent Scout show. And um, I did a thing called The Goofs of the Stars, where I was Elvis with the guitar comes around, he's singing Love Me Tender, and the guitar comes, he, he switches the guitar, and, and it goes like, uh, love me tender, love me true. And he switches the guitar and it, the strap crosses his neck and goes, Never let me go. You have made my life complete. Anyway, going on like that. And that was my funny bit. And I, uh, I was sent to uh, a club to work with my first, another first, a nightclub. Uh, uh, they actually paid a weekly salary because uh, I started in the village. And... Uh, and uh, I worked with uh, Ahmad Jamal uh, for three weeks at the Shadows in Washington, D.C. And that was my first really professional nightclub job. And it went on from there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you've done TV shows. I remember you on Soap. Scads, all of them. Yeah, Detective oh, yeah. Donnie, you're on Soap. And I had my own shows. Right, uh, yeah. Comedy on the Road and uh, Bizarre out of Canada for six years. And uh, uh, the John Bynum Comedy Hour. And it goes on and on. And the cartoon voices. and Sull I did 30 Carson shows and uh, right. 20 Sullivan shows and 
on and on and on and then just uh, just about every one of them uh, mod and uh, and uh, get smart and uh, all kinds of different guest hosting thing guest uh, appearing things and uh, it's been uh, exciting and it and it continues to be you know which is kind of fun it's not all it's not all just doing uh, television shows or just doing cartoon voices or I, I just uh, just recently am the voice for uh, a new uh, casino uh, in Yonkers Raceway in Manhattan and in, in up, upstate New York, mm -hmm. and uh, I do the announcing on that, and uh, that's playing as we speak, and also uh, a Letterman show, and um, uh, there's lots of different things going on. It's just uh, exciting and fun, and uh, I'm at a point in my life where I I don't have to get on the phone and say to my man my agent. Okay, where's that job? <laughs> you know, pick and choose, and if I don't, I just go out in the boat. You know, yeah. And it's nice, nice way to be. Now, when you do, uh, like you say, you do stand-up nightclubs, and um, you've done TV, movies, uh, voiceovers. Do you prefer any one over the other? Do you enjoy the reaction you get immediate? Or that's a very good question. I, uh, I mean, in terms of work, in terms of actual getting up and going out. Uh, the 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 voices for the cartoon characters is probably the most relaxed because you wear anything you want you know <laughs> you can tell them in your tuxedo you know and uh, they paint clothes on you <laughs> so so that's kind of that's kind of casual and you're behind a screen with some earphones on and uh, rather a glass and, and the guy says all right now. Uh, no, in this one, you're really in love with the butterfly. So yeah, let's hear the you know, and uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's it's fun. And and uh, movies, I like to do movies because I like the pace. It's a non-pace. It's okay. Uh, that's uh, that's the end of today. I'll see you Thursday. And uh, and and if you don't you don't like it, you can do it again. You know, that's that's the good part of that. Mm -hmm. And and the. Uh, the uh, immediate response is is uh, is probably uh, the gold on top of all of it. You know, I mean, making people laugh and hearing it come right back to you is uh, right. they can't beat that. Even in a in a car, you know, with somebody in the car with you, it's just a good feeling to hear somebody laugh and feel that you've uh, had something to do with that. You know, mm -hmm. so it's fun. When you do a TV show, I, I just can't imagine you having to know the lines. Oh yeah, you know, right. Oh yeah, we did. Quick, we right? did. We did a, a mod. I was the. Uh, I was Captain Hero in a mod, and we did it in one take. Bing bang boom, bing bing bang bang boom boom. It's over. Half hour. See you later. So you get you that was know it. your lines. It, yeah, yeah. And when you're fed, it's it's a, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot uh, easier when you're when you you see they're going to ask you that question. You go, what question in your mind? And you say, you know, the one where you answer, <laughs> and then you say, I didn't know about that. And then you go on to the next thing. But uh, you know, yeah. getting out one one person show, one man show has got to be the hardest thing. And I think really, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're out there, and it's not your stuff. You know, it's it's somebody else's stuff. But I mean, like. Like say, uh, say goodnight, Gracie, George Burns. I've been approached to do that, but I just, I just didn't, I didn't see myself out there saying someone else's words for an hour and a half, you know, alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I like to do a lot of musical things in my act, my stand-up act. It was uh, music was always uh, in the forefront because. Uh, 
uh, when I was a kid, my first impersonation was Bing Crosby, for example. And uh, I didn't even know I could do impersonations. But uh, my mother had taken me to see a movie Bing Crosby was in, and he sang Accentuate the Positive. And I thought that was a, as, as a six-year-old, I thought, wow, that was a mouthful of words. <laughs> and I didn't know what any of them meant, you know. And, uh, and when we got home, uh, I guess I had been thinking about it a lot, walking home from the movie, but my father asked Mom uh, what, uh, what she had seen, and she said, John will tell you. And I started singing Accentuate the Positive. <laughs> that, was, that was the beginning of the attention I knew I could get by doing impersonations. <laughs> now, did you have idols that, that you... Went on you know, to, to work with, and uh, yeah, Bing Crosby or, being one of them. I, they were my, you see, your, your idols when you're a kid are the people that your parents like, you know? Mm -hmm. So my idols, I worked with the Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby and wow. Bob Hope and, uh, and Louis Armstrong and people that I knew that my, my parents loved uh, were, was the biggest kick because then I knew that, unfortunately, my, my father didn't get to see me, but my mother uh, lived long enough to, to see me uh, do uh, what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a big thrill uh, for me to say, hey, Hey, Mom, I'm working with Bing Crosby tonight. You I'm know? sure that was it. <laughs> you know, and she, oh, my. And, 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 and her favorite uh, was, uh, was uh, Tony Martin. She loved Tony Martin. And when I told her I, I was in the company of Tony Martin, she, she couldn't believe it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so th that's always. And, you know, and to, be, and to hear people, it's funny, though. You know, I, I hung out with Elvis Presley in, in Vegas and... And I know just about everybody that is on the radio these days, Tony Bennett and Jack Jones, and I, I opened for Mel Torme for many years. And, and any time you're in a restaurant or any time you drive along in the car, and it's not just a tune that's coming on, on the radio, but it's your friend. Right, you know? yeah. And it's like a very, very interesting and wonderful place to be, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, you know, it's great. Yeah. I've always enjoyed your, your work and your... Like I say, I used to watch you on Ed Sullivan. I can remember it's it's like you were regular on there. <laughs> well, you know, youngster, I you know it was a fine show, and it had something for everyone. It had the animals for you, youngsters like yourself, and it had the you know, Lawrence Melchior for those who had a a flair for opera, and it had Arnold Palmer for his forty-five foot putt. <laughs> And you go on and had something for everybody. That wouldn't work today because people have the remote control. And if Lawrence Melchior came on <laughs> and somebody wasn't interested in opera, that'd be the end of it. They push on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, <laughs> you know? it, was, it, was, it was a good show. Oh, it was a great yeah. show. It was a I wonderful think. show. And it's going to, you know, going back to do the Letterman show, it's going to be my first time on that stage without Ed Sullivan. I, you know, it's the Ed Sullivan Theater. Right, yeah. And I, and I, uh, I put it to, an idea to them years ago, this, the, uh, when they first took over the theater, the Letterman people, that I could be like the ghost of Ed Sullivan, you know, just somewhere in the building. And every once in a while I'd say something like, uh, you think that's funny, Letterman? <laughs> <You know? laughs> that would be good. <laughs> <coughs> Who yeah. booked him? How, why is he, you know? <coughs> uh, but... Uh, it's going to be interesting to, to, to it's all changed I mean you know decoratively uh, speaking decoratively speaking it's all changed but it's it's going to be the same theater the same right yeah know. yeah uh, you know so it's going to be very interesting I did a lot of shows out of there Gary Moore show when he came back for a while mm -hmm. it was with uh, 
Lily Tomlin and uh, Pete Barbuti and Jackie Vernon. You remember? Jackie Vernon, oh yes. Hi yeah. there, Fonsecas. <laughs> I used to be a dull guy. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. Well, I thank you for taking hey, the time to talk to us. Hey, my pleasure to spew and, with yeah, you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take care of yourself. And once again, I want to thank John Biner very much for sitting down and talking with us and uh, taking the time to uh, talk about his life and, uh, and the things he's done and the people he's been involved with. And we appreciate his uh, his time. And um, that just about does it for Episode 9. And uh, as I said earlier, I am going to try to get Episode 10 out uh, within the... I'm hoping within a week or two at the most, uh, because then, like I say, I'm heading out to California for the California Independent Film Festival. And um, we're going to be there and uh, talking with more people and getting more interviews and... Uh, taking care of some business, and uh, I hope that uh, some of you will be there. If you see me, say hi. Um, I like to talk to people. And um, episode 10, hopefully, like I said, will be coming out very shortly. And uh, until next time, this is Brian saying take care. Mm-hmm.